Welcome to Uncle Sam's Student Interviews. Listen to real stories from real people. These interviews are brought to you directly from our English students enrolled at Uncle Sam's International. Hear about their biggest struggles, greatest successes, and career advancements through studying American English. Have you ever felt embarrassed at work because you couldn't remember the right English word or phrase? You may be an expert at your job, but if you don't know the correct English phrase, you might hesitate or say the wrong thing. Uncle Sam's American English has everything you need to succeed in English and to make a great impression in every professional situation. It's for anyone who desires to travel abroad, works in an English-speaking office, or deals with English-speaking colleagues anywhere in the world. Ready to jumpstart your career? Get started with Uncle Sam's American English today. Welcome to our very first episode of Uncle Sam's English Student Interviews. We are excited to be here. My name is Teacher Dallas. My name is Teacher Marcelli. And we are pumped for this interview today. This is our very first of many to come. And I just want to explain the reason why we're creating this. So we already have another podcast, which is our book audios, which are beginner, elementary, intermediate, advanced, and business English. And so I want you guys to check that out. But this is going to be more of an informal, exciting talk between ourselves, our teachers, our students, and this is going to be fun. So this is the very first episode of many to come. We're here. We're here. We're just going to talk about English, how it's helped us in our life. Obviously, I've been speaking English. I've been speaking English my entire life because I'm American. And I'm wearing my Brazil shirt to represent the greatest country of football, of soccer in the world. Brazil did not win. The World Cup, Hexa, did not happen. However, there's a chance in the future for it to happen. And so I'm going to interview Marcelli today. She is a teacher of our school. One of our, not one of our first teachers. because I, I, got, I thought you were going to say one of our favorite teachers. <laughs> Marcelli is indeed my favorite teacher of Uncle Sam's because she is also my wife. She's my wife. We are married. Amazing. And Marcella, he's been speaking English for 20 years now. She's been studying for a long time. She's going to share a little bit about that today. Wait, wait. I'm not that old. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. But she will tell you her story as well. Let's just start off. Marcella, just introduce yourself to our audience today. Who are you? What do you do? What are you passionate about? In what? English. <laughs> Por favor. Okay. So my name is Marcella Montague. Yeah. Because I'm married to Dallas and I used to teach English before I met him. And then I joined him into Uncle Sam's and it was amazing. We met because I was actually inviting her to be a teacher in our English school. And so I said, hey, Marcelli, you're an English teacher. Join our school. Be a, be a professor with us. And she's like, no, thanks. I live really far away from Sao Paulo. I live in and I said, it's not that far. Just just come to Sao Paulo. And she yeah. did. And we got married. And she started teaching for the English school in Alphaville in Sao Paulo. And it's been amazing. How many years have you been teaching with us? Let me just tell you a little more okay. detail. Go ahead. Uh, I didn't come to see Dallas in Sao Paulo just because of the English. Because that was an extra. I would not go for a job. But <laughs> God had bigger plans for us. And Dallas is also a missionary in Brazil. True. And I was a missionary too, theologian. And I love god and love jesus so he loved jesus too so yes. let's follow him together that's right and with that we also uh, had our english uh teaching together so it was like a combo uh missions together teaching english together 
So that works very well for us. It's amazing. Another thing is that during the pandemic, we also took the opportunity to write our own books for the school. And so we we wrote four English books. The fifth one is the business book. Those are the audios that are on the, the other channel as well. And man, that was crazy. Yeah. It took us two years to write the books and we're still finishing up the books, editing the books, the final draft mm-hmm. of all of those. So man, it's been a lot of work to to renovate the course, write our own material, methodology, all of those things. Make the audios. Make the audios, record the audios. We're hopefully going to record a video course sometime. We're not certain of the date of that release, but we are working on it. We have some some plans for the video course. And so, Marcelli, when did you start studying English? Well, I think I was around my 10 years old. My mom put me in the school, uh, English school. And I said to my mom, Mom, I want to, to learn how to dance, be a ballerina or something like that. And she said, I only have money for English. And I was okay. All right, I'm going to. We're going to study English. And she was right on that because I'll never imagine that I'll use English so much in my life that I'll even I would travel or I would marry an American because we were very, very poor. So my mom did the right thing on putting me in that English school. And I learned pretty well for many years. And then I started doing my college. And I didn't forget English. I kept that in my heart. And later I started teaching too. Yeah. What was the most difficult thing about starting to learn English? For me, I think it was my classmates. <laughs> Why? Why your classmates? Because uh, there were some that they knew some English already. And I was like totally beginner. And we were all together in like different levels. So I like to, I like the private English for me it works better and your first time working at a different English school what was that like why did you start teaching English in the first place yeah because well I was talking to a friend in English because we are telling stories to each other and we didn't want anyone around us in Brazil to understand what we were saying they were so we were speaking in English and she said wow your English is great why don't you send your resume to this school and I was like oh I'll try because at the time I was trying to find a new job and uh, I did it. I sent my resume and she liked me and I started working. That's funny because you said that you didn't want your other people around to understand what you're speaking. Like this is our life because we're so used to speaking English together out and about. Like, for example, when you're in your home with your husband or your wife or your friends, you speak freely. You speak freely and we speak freely all the time because we feel like people don't understand us. And sometimes there's a rare occasion where someone does yeah. and then they hear us talking and then we talk with them too. It's, we usually it's really have the feeling that they understand us <laughs> yeah. or the feeling to, well, there's an American around. I think Dallas has a, ra- a radar, a radar, a yeah. radar mm-hmm. and he connects to the Americans and yeah. he finds his folks. I do. Just like you guys, whenever you guys travel to yeah. the U.S. Find or somewhere else, you find Brazilians. There's communities of Brazilians yeah. everywhere around the world. And that's it. I love America. And yeah, we, we have this where we're not ashamed to speak English. Like there were some times in Sao Paulo in some specific parts of the city where we felt scared to speak English. Like, let's just speak Portuguese. Desculpe, eu não falo muito português. But we did. We did. I just kept my mouth shut. But nowadays, we have no shame. We just speak. If people hear us, that's a that's the start of a conversation. If they understand, yeah. we can start can to talk, talk with them. them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
How about um, today? So you are teaching English today. Tell us a little bit about that. What's that like for you? Yes, I am teaching English. I have been teaching English for a few years. With us. Yeah, before. with before and after with Uncle Sam's yeah. too. Uh, so it's amazing. I love to have my students and to see them growing mm -hmm. and learning. And for example, we start uh, with a beginner. This person doesn't know English, doesn't know at all. And until the end of the year, this person is like practically fluent. Mm -hmm. So this is amazing to see them <laughs> learning so much because I was able to teach them. And this is amazing. What would be your favorite part about teaching English? The most rewarding thing for you? To see that they learned. To see that, to they, see that they really learned. That's amazing. For me, I think the most rewarding thing about teaching English is helping someone achieve their dreams. Because so many people want to study English to better their career, to better their life, to better their situation, to have more prosperity in their family, to move overseas. And when they enter a class with me, They leave with that. They leave with that. Yes, now I can speak English. I'm moving to America. I've had so many students get promotions because of English, pass through English interviews because of help that we've had, we've done with them. They move to America. They move to Canada. They move to the UK. They move to Ireland. They move to Dubai. Like this has happened with you our students through opportunities. It's so cool. And, and I'm grateful to be a part of that. I wanted to take a moment and just take this first episode and explain why we're doing these interviews. The reason why is because I want to interview our students who have been studying English with us for a while now because they're doing amazing. They're incredible. They're blowing us away by how good they are at their English. And so we want to interview them and we want to encourage you how you can speak English too because we have some episodes recorded already who have who talk about technology, who talk about studying English and how it helped their career. In, in aviation, they're they're flying all over the world and they need to speak English in all of these different countries or how they landed their dream job because of speaking English. And it's so cool. It's so cool. And I want you guys to hear and be encouraged that if they can speak English from nothing, yeah. so can I. So can I. What would be your encouragement to our listeners today? I would encourage everyone, like just like my mom did. She didn't have much money, but she invested on me, like to invest on yourself or to invest in your children. And that can bring a, a new job opportunity in the future for this person and or yourself. And it really changed life to know a new language, especially English, that is used all around the world. So that's my encourage for you to, even if you think that you don't have finances, study English because it can change your future finances, right? It can help your family to have uh, the school that they need, Food quotes. <laughs> What would be your tip for people to to learn English faster? Because you're someone who studied English. I can't give this advice because I never learned English as a second language. And so what would be your advice for people who want to study, but just don't have the capacity, who feel like they can't achieve yeah. it? Well, when I was studying, I had some, I love to study English. But even if I didn't, that was a good tip. For example, I, I did two things that are more important like i got some notes some little blocks of notes and i put in all over the house like uh, this is a wardrobe this is a wall this is a hanger everywhere i put a stick and i learned like every time i went to see that those things spread around my house i would see the name of it in english and also for example if there was different and new words for me uh in that week 
I took a, a list and put like or in the fridge or in my wardrobe and I read them multiple times a, a week, a day. And until the end of the week, I knew those all those difficult new words and that really helped me. And through music, through watching videos and with English speakers, that helped me too. Mm -hmm. And this is funny because she tried to do this for Portuguese for me. She put yeah. these post-it notes everywhere. I woke up one day and everything had Brazilian Portuguese on the toaster, the window, the door, the bathroom. I remember that. Yeah, in Catapacuíba. All right. Remember? No, I, I remember love notes. You don't remember you did it in Catapacuíba? No. You did. So many people ask us what it's like to be married to a Brazilian as an American and for Marcelli to be married to an American as a Brazilian. Okay. And so people ask, what, what language do you speak at home? We have a son. He's 10 months old. What language do you speak with him? And so I'm going to let you answer that question. What language do we speak most often in the house? We speak English most often. But we yeah, also speak some Portuguese. Like 10% Portuguese, okay? 10% yeah. because I don't speak very much. We speak 90% English in our house. Yeah, we, and with our baby, we speak both languages. I speak both both languages and my mom also comes and she speaks practically only Portuguese so it's good for our son to learn two languages and it is important for us as parents he's Brazilian he's dual citizen I want him to speak English I want him to speak Portuguese it's a part of his nationality he it's it's a disgrace to his culture if he doesn't speak Portuguese in my mind we love Brazil and we, we love, love America too. we love America we love Brazil and did you ever imagine to be married to an American or to speak English in your home regularly? No, no, never imagined. So you never know what opportunities could be out there for you. No. Another question I have, what is it like to consume everything in English? Because our, mm -hmm. what we consume, we don't listen to Brazilian music. We don't watch Brazilian movies, Brazilian news. We only consume American English content. What is that like for you? Well, uh, I like to consume English content because there's a lot of developed, well-developed uh, content that people create, doctors or videos about specific things that I like to watch that are more developed in English than in Brazil. I don't find so much of this type of material in Brazil. So in English, uh, either American or from another country that speaks English, they put out there as english so everyone can understand so that's good like uh knowledge from greek people knowledge from chinese people it's all in english they put in english out there so everybody can learn uh, a little more from their culture from doctors so many things when you're watching english content do you have to put the subtitle in portuguese to understand no i don't put any portuguese i put in english in english why because it just uh, solidifies. Yeah, solidifies. Solidifies what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good advice. I'm going to share a secret with our students who are listening and our audience as well. We are intending to move to the U.S. Oh, okay. Soon. <laughs> not soon, okay, but... Not so soon. Not so soon, but sometime. We're going to be moving back to the U.S., Marcelli, for the first time, and we've had to do a lot of process with visa and paperwork and lawyers and, and things like this. And so I want to ask you, as a person in Brazil who wants to move to America, what is this like? Is this a dream for you to move to America? What are you most excited about? What are you afraid of going to the U.S.? I'm excited, and uh, I think it's a beautiful country and has beautiful 
uh, sightseeing to explore there. And I've been dreaming about this since I was a child, not just America, but travel into other places too. But America is special for me, has my heart. Also, uh, to see everyone speaking in English, it's beautiful. And to see your family and to experience like uh, new things, new cultures, because they have a lot of Mexicans there, also Mexican food and Mexican food. So that's interesting, and some the how church ch churches works there too because many churches in Brazil came from America. So I want to see how it looks like there. Yeah. And what are you afraid of? Afraid? Well, depends the the city that we visit. For example, Orlando. I know that there's a lot of or Florida. There's a lot of alligators. So I'm not excited for that. Yeah, that's that's or like. Thing. like some strange animals this type of stuff i'm not excited for that and any other thing i don't think i'm afraid well dallas i have a question for you okay go ahead uh what is it to you to be in brazil living in brazil an american living in brazil i never would have imagined to be living in brazil never would i never even thought about brazil you know when you think of brazil as an american you think of rio because of movies and hollywood you think of the Amazon forest and that's about it. <laughs> like we don't know very much about America, about, I did not know very much about Brazil. I uh, actually, a lot of people think that Brazilians speak Spanish, no. but not true. They don't speak Spanish. They speak Portuguese. I never would have imagined to be married to someone from a different culture or someone who speaks Portuguese. And it's just crazy. It's amazing. And actually at our wedding, a quick story, we had two translators for our wedding because my family was there in English. Her family was there in Portuguese. And so when I was speaking, I had a, a translator who was translating me in English, in Portuguese. And then she had an, her own translator who was translating in English and Portuguese. And so everyone got to hear. It was really, really cool. And to answer your question about being an American living in Brazil, I love the culture of Brazil. I don't, there's a lot of things I don't like about the culture of Brazil. For example, carnival. I don't like yeah. carnival. Like that's just one thing that I do not like. Yeah, but I do exactly. love the food. I love churrasco, chimarrão, tereré. This is south. This ah, okay. is pastel, coxinhas, pajiqueiros. All of these things we don't have in America. Can you believe that? And we cook very well here, even here, here in the, in Brazil. Okay, okay. Like even if it's something normal like you would have there it's like yeah. very cozy i love the food of brazil i love the culture of brazil oh another thing yeah. what do you think about people in brazil Ooh. i love brazilian people my wife is brazilian <laughs> right my mother-in-law my, my wife's family they're brazilian but not just because of this but i feel like brazilians are very inviting yeah they're very accepting people as an example when i came to brazil not speaking any portuguese I went to McDonald's, I went to the supermarket, I went to the gas station, and I didn't know what to say. And people laughed at me, people enjoyed with me, they they brought me in, oh, don't worry, they tried to speak some English, I speak English, I know speak English, right? It's fun, they were exciting about it. I think if the, if you go to America and not speak English, I think people won't make time for you, unfortunately. Yeah, they kind of ignore you. I think right? people will ignore you because they don't have time for you, you're not speaking their language, it's America, you know? But Brazilians are very loving people. And welcoming, huh? One thing that freaked me out when I moved to Brazil were people do not use plates to eat bread. 
for breakfast. But this is not all over Brazil. Not all people. No. Okay, so my first encounter were people eating breakfast, eating bread without a plate, and it makes a mess. And so I was like self-conscious, like making a mess with my bread and everyone else is making a mess. It's not a problem. But for me, that's not normal. Marcelli says that Brazilian jokes are funnier yes. than English jokes. I don't agree, but she says that Brazilians created the meme. Yeah. And I have other students that say that too. So tell us what you think. Do you think that Brazilians created the meme? I don't think so. And Brazilians are much funnier. Ah. You're just funny. But why are American movies funnier? American movies? If Brazilians Actually, because are funnier. you have more... Um... That's what I thought. See? Yeah, Absolutely. American. Record a movie. Okay, we do have Hollywood. So Brazilians... Um, I think we have some movies that have some dirty jokes, and I think that takes away the, the fun part. So this is our, our first, very first interview. We just wanted to, to meet you, to talk to you. Hey, Marceli and Dallas here. I will be interviewing some more guests on our show, some more students. Hopefully, Marceli is going to get some courage and interview some of her students as oh. well. Let's see if she can. She's never interviewed anyone. No, I'm before. not a very good interview. So we'll see if she can do it. So I want to thank you guys for joining us for our very first episode. Stay tuned. We have some amazing episodes coming soon. We are so grateful that you came to visit us today on this YouTube channel, on our Spotify, Apple, Amazon, all the other platforms. Subscribe. We have amazing content coming soon. Marcelli and I are grateful for your time here today. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. You just listened to another episode of Uncle Sam's Student Interviews. Uncle Sam's Student Interviews are recorded live in the studio with final editing before upload. Subscribe today to the Uncle Sam's Student Interviews podcast or visit Uncle Sam's International on Facebook to schedule a trial class with one of our professors. Find our book audios by searching Uncle Sam's American English on your favorite podcast app. See you on the next episode.